Take me out to soccer final. Take me out to New York. I don't know why they're playing it at the stadium that is the Yankee Stadium, but it's root, root, root for Salt Lake and NYCFC because it will be hilarious if it's played at the stadium for the Yankees. All right, so Matt, true story. So Yankee Stadium, I, I haven't yep. been there. It's it's fairly new. I have. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. So it opened. Um, it opened the same year that Huntington Park, where the Clippers play. Yeah. Okay. Um, guess which of those two stadia won Stadium of the Year in? I don't know International Stadium Quarterly. At Huntington Park. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. 100%. So, so, yeah. So, suck on it, Yankees. From the basement of Ruby's on Summit, this is the Pros from Dover, a soccer podcast by a couple of Nordex pats, which proves once and for all that just because you have a cheap microphones, a pretty decent laptop, too much free time, and a coda pass, that maybe podcasting isn't for everyone. Hashtag your tweets, hashtag finest kind to join the conversation and bring back the bullpen car. Bananarama, Alabama, Hannah, Montana, bandana bandits extravaganza within Indiana. When Eric Vanna and Vanna had Fanny packs in Savannah and had a fabulous nap in pajamas at the veranda. Banana, doo doo, bananas. I'm loving them. Yeah. I'm sure Kapoor and Stefani both back me. Best flavor of runs and Laffy Taffy. Don't at me. All my fan from Santa Ana all the way to Atlanta. We're gonna quote Ralph Wiggum and go, go, banana. Banana Nana, put out your hands like patty cake yeah. and go bananas. We're gonna go banana cakes and grab a new intro. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, welcome to the Pros from Dover. My name is Matt. Hi, I'm Jim. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, live in the basement of Ruby Tuesday postseason edition. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about since the last time we were on, so I want to get right into it. We're going to talk about player moves here in a little bit. We're going to talk about um, everything else going with uh, going on with MLS and with the crew. I know we have the expansion draft coming up pretty soon, which yeah, I, have, I, I have my own I, set of opinions on that. You know, I, for some reason I forget about the expansion draft every year until the expansion draft is a thing. Well, because it, it's been every year now because uh, Don Garber uh, Don Garber needs his money. So um, we just have expansion teams now until you know every city in the country has an MLS team. And uh, I don't know. I, I can't wait for the uh, I cannot wait for the uh, pros from Dover Dover Derby between Fort Wayne and Ashland, Kentucky. I mean that'd be great. That'd be <laughs> great. I'm I'm super excited. So so un, un, unrelated but related to that, uh, the uh, Fort Wayne FC uh, Demarcus Beasley's team. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that's a real thing. USL, uh, I think they're USL one this year. Actually, Demarcus Beasley is like the primary investor in Fort Wayne FC, uh, and they uh, they sold out. I want to say the vast majority, if not all, their matches last year. So, is Demarcus Beasley from the Fort Wayne area? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, Demarcus thought- Demarcus was um, he's two years younger than me. I want to say I saw I saw Demarcus Beasley play in high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He huh? he only played um, for South a couple of years, and then he ended up. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I didn't look this up obviously beforehand, but he ended <laughs> up going to like a like a 
soccer academy. Right, sure. Uh, but he yeah. played like his, I want to say his freshman and maybe his sophomore year for South in, in Fort Wayne and uh, was, was you know, a phenomenal athlete back then uh, and just continued to, you know, continued to grow yes, as, as, I, he, as I he got am, older. I am, I am shocked that a, a person who has represented his country at the highest level yes. is a remarkable athlete. Yes, no, I... I <laughs> Nothing. I have nothing but praise for Demarcus Beasley. I know. Uh, no, he's he's awesome. No, I, I've uh, um, uh, never never met him. Uh, oh, okay. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's you know, half a million people in the city. So like, it's not uh, not super. You know, not super tight knit. Yes. It's no so, Ashland, Kentucky. Well, you know, Ashland, Kentucky is home of. Let's see, who's from Ashland, Kentucky? Uh, the Judds are from Ashland, Kentucky. Uh huh. Um. Oh, who was the host? That, that guy that got really upset in Dirty Dancing about uh, uh, people dancing? No, 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 no. No, the, the, the guy who was the host of Love, Love Connection, Chuck Woolery. Oh, you don't want to, no, you don't want to claim that anymore. Well, but uh. the Trump card, no, no pun intended or whatever, <laughs> but, but the Trump card is that the Noah Adams, the guy who founded the NPR show All Things Considered. Oh, that's that's a yeah, that's a quality <laughs> poll right there. So uh, Fort Wayne. Um, oh, and, and the achy breaky heart guy. Sorry. Oh, um, uh, uh, I want to say Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus. Is it Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus from Ashland, Kentucky. Yeah, oh, he's good, actually good from a suburb okay. of Ashland, but we we count him. We have uh, we have uh, uh, Philo T. Farnsworth. Yes, uh, the inventor I'll, of the television. Yes, uh, yes. I, have, I saw that episode <laughs> of Sports Night. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Rod Woodson, uh, Rod Woodson, and uh, you got Frank Burns. We have Frank Burns. Yeah, of, of, of uh, you know what's really weird tonight. Before, as I was walk, uh, as I was walking here, um, I was looking at something on my phone and. I got it. Got suggested an article that uh, uh, was talking about. IBM computer ads from the late 80s where seven uh, of the uh, actors from MASH were all in like it was like an, it was like an office sitcom but it was all people from MASH and it was advertising so for it's IBM like, it's like Loretta Swit and, and, and yeah. William the, the guy who played Father Mulcahy yes, yes 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 both of them yes, yes. and, and um, uh, Radar and Trapper John and uh, it's basically everybody but uh, everybody you think of but Alan Alda uh, right Alan Alda because he had done commercials earlier for Atari uh, computers <laughs> Uh, and so it was a conflict of interest. Anyway, okay. let's talk about soccer, shall really? we? Yes, that um, sounds good. So I want to talk about the MLS playoffs uh, yeah. to start out with. Um, we've got four teams that are left at this point. Uh, Portland and Salt Lake in the west, and then Philadelphia and NYCFC in the east. Um, I want to start with the NYCFC thing, and then we'll get into uh, the what could be the most hilarious MLS Cup that's ever happened. Um, if if certain things happen, but I want to get into uh, first of all the New England Revolution. Yeah, um, I, I remember a tweet of yours from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, where um, you congratulated New England on their supporter shield. Yeah, and um, said that you look forward them to bombing out in the playoffs in the first round. Yes. Yes. So and and, and the only the so, only caveat to that was it was the first round that they were playing in because yeah, exactly. they could not they could not actually bomb out in the first round, but then they did. I know. I 
Uh, and I understand that um, it helped us in 2020, but as a person that enjoys watching soccer and because we have a playoff system, I genuinely hate the idea of one-and-done playoffs. Yeah, I, I get that. I think the final should be a final, but the idea of that if you don't finish well enough, you just don't get a home game at all is 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 weird to me. Um, I understand that, and, and the whole thing is like, well, that's not how they do it in Europe. Well, the fucking Premier League doesn't have playoffs. No, you know, and and somebody somebody posted about, um, and and I think it was on Reddit or something along those lines that, you know, the the championship the championship playoff has home and away, and I'm like, that's not, I don't care, like like, but the idea that it's not uh, a home and away aggregate total goals sort of situation, um, to me, just doesn't make it. This whole single elimination March Madness thing, I. I think it's very funny that Red Bull and that uh, New England did not advance. Right. I, I I genuinely delight in their misery as far as that goes because they're one of these, you know, they're an original team like us and they've suffered. Well, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to digress. I've got some thoughts on your, your playoff thing, but I want to digress just a little bit because yeah. so... Of all the teams in MLS that are not Columbus Crew, yeah, um, probably the only one that I have any fondness for at all is New England. Okay, and there's there's basically three reasons for that. Yeah. Okay. The most genuinely soccer reason for it is that um, the only the only MLS player in the history of MLS who did not play for Columbus crew that I liked watching to play mm-hmm. was Steve Ralston. Okay. Yeah. But I, cause I like, I thought Ralston was a good player. He wasn't a dirty player. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't he dive yeah. against us when he played against us, all that sort of stuff. Um, another reason is, um, in 2008, when I was in LA for the MLS cup, I ended up having just strangely, cause I guess the, the supporters conference, was concurrent with that, mm-hmm. and I uh, ended up having dinner with a couple, with a you know middle-aged couple who were New England fans, mm-hmm. and they were very nice. They were very polite to me. They were like, you know, we're going to go to the game tomorrow, and we're going to root for Columbus because we hate New York, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it made me feel nice about New England. Yeah. Um, the third reason, and this is a very weird reason, mm-hmm. is because um, I happen to be. Uh, I happened to be at the Columbus airport with an extremely long layover and ended up having drinks with the president of New England Revolution who gave me his card and said anytime I wanted to come there, he would give me a box. Nice. Well, uh, I'm going to say my thing, and then um, we're going to pretend if that happens that uh, I don't, uh, that I s- I'm not there with you. I seriously doubt he's the president anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, uh, A... Uh, Robert Kraft yeah. has enough money to build a real stadium for that franchise, yep. and he hasn't. And I don't wish him any success whatsoever, because genuinely, I think that the game in Boston could be supported way more than it is. Um, and because of the fact that they have this old, shitty, rich white dude that 
doesn't really care. They they have to play in Foxborough, and they have to play in Foxborough when the trains don't run out there for the Revolution games. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's very inconvenient to go to the games. That's number one. Yeah, I think you need to examine why you hate macaroni and cheese so much. I I do. Uh, <laughs> but no, 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 no. That's a, yeah. yeah. The, the the Robert Kraft thing, I completely get. No, that's that's number one. Yeah. Number two. Bruce Arena? Uh, no, I, that's the only MLS stadium I've ever been thrown out of. Uh, oh. And I was thrown out of Foxborough uh, because of the actions of somebody standing uh, three seats away from me. And it was myself, Travis Irvine, that person, and a couple other people were all ejected. Uh, the security guards were well aware and told me that they had, uh, they knew that I was not part of it. But because I was close to him, I was going to get thrown out. I will say, um, and I, I don't normally uh, say this, but the Foxborough police officer that the security guards told, uh, said to, uh, or, or instructed to arrest us, uh, said, you don't have anything on these people. I'm not doing that. So props to that dude. Um, but yeah, him. no, yeah. I've, I've been thrown out of Foxborough. Um I should have been thrown out for smoking in the restroom. <laughs> I was not, okay. but I was yes. thrown out for uh, I was thrown out for uh, the actions of of someone else, um, which I won't get into on the podcast because you know. It's, yes, it's, yes, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. I, I I love the fact that, and this is really, I think this is really indicative of our relationship, is yeah. that your your main memory of. And New England Revolution is getting thrown out of their stadium. Yeah. Where my main memory is the president of the team buying me drinks at an airport bar. Yeah, it's because you look like an attorney, and I look like somebody that's going to steal your hubcaps. It's just so perfect. I mean, that that is our dynamic. So, yes, I know. Um, so that's number two, and uh, number three. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything else. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to Boston for my birthday this year, uh, not because of a soccer thing, because of a concert thing. Oh, I love. I, uh, they might be Giants on my birthday oh. playing Flood cover to cover. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty stoked about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the city of Boston. I have family in Boston, uh, or I have, I have family that used to live in Boston. They live in New Hampshire now. I love New England. Um, but uh, you know what? <laughs> Lulz, fuck you, Robert Kraft. Anyway, <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Um. So that that's so I want to talk about the the teams that are still in it. Yeah. Because we have we have. Uh, <laughs> we got Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake. Okay. Wait. 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 Okay. okay. I I really feel that as as long as he is still there, we cannot say Real Salt Lake. We have to say Justin Miram's Real Salt Lake. Justin Miram's Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Uh, I do want to thank, um, it, it ended up not holding up with the uh, Nashville-Philly game, but uh, I want to thank Bobby Wood for uh, uh, increasing my uh, <laughs> the chances of my parlay, my parlay hitting that I put down on Thanksgiving uh, for, uh, you know, the MLS playoffs because uh, I was back in Indiana and I could bet on sports legally. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I, had a, I had a parlay going on... Um, MLS playoffs. Yeah. Everything else hit. Oh, okay. Except for the Nashville Philly game. Oh, did you have I just, Nashville? I just needed Nashville to win. Oh, oh. Okay. I, I would have won. Did you have Nashville like just 
was just getting one of the penalties in? No, no, no you would. <laughs> I just needed Nashville to win, and I would have won. Uh, it was on a dollar bet, and I would have won five hundred dollars. Yeah, okay. Uh, the thing is, is that uh, Bobby Wood and uh, Justin Miram with the assist uh, got got it so that that I hit my first two on the parlay. So I was very happy about that. Did you notice that like all of the lower seated teams won? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. which is is another thing where I'm like this one and one or this this single elimination shit, especially in the first round, especially after you have to go on an international break. It's not an advantage to win the Supporters' Shield. Yeah. It's not at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New England had, what, 23 days without a match? Yeah, something like it was. 23, yeah, it was, 24 days without a match. It was bizarre. What, what, in what world is that an advantage? Even well, if you're playing in Foxborough, and playing in Foxborough is never an advantage, even if you're New England. But at least it's like, it's not playing at a disadvantage. But... Twenty-three. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that, and it's like twenty-four or twenty-two. Well, whatever. Or whatever. It's but however, an many, extraordinarily long time. All, over three weeks. Yeah. So, so this is what I, this is before we went into the digression about you know getting thrown out of Foxborough and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. This is what I kind of wanted to touch on is so. So another personal anecdote of a sort mm-hmm. is so I have been sadly to only three MLS cups. Yeah. Okay, so I went to the one in Crew Stadium in, what was it, 2003, 2002, yeah. when uh, uh, San Jose beat L.A. Yeah. And, uh, uh, um, oh, the guy from the guy who ended up at Toronto was, like, man of the match. Um, why yeah. I, 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 I know. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, know. yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know, but I know. Land, yeah. yeah, Landon played in the game, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that game was, like, in the first or second week of October. Second MLS Cup I went to was in 2008 when we beat New York uh, on November 23rd, 2008. Yep. So yep. we're talking about a gap of about five weeks yep. there. Four to five weeks. Yeah, but we played matches. Yeah. <laughs> but then the third MLS Cup I went to was in 2015. Yep. Again in Columbus when we lost to... Oh, that was... Yeah, that was... Yeah. Yeah. And we that lost was Portland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we lost, and that was in December. Yeah, so th- there's this. Uh, so, so going going when along was, with when was the when was the um, playoff field expanded? Uh, I, I'm trying to think. So we well, played. So we played in 2008. We played uh, Kansas 20, City. 2008, we played Kansas City in the first round. And there was oh, yeah. a home and away with Kansas City. Yes. Then we played Chicago in the second round. There was a home, home and away with Chicago. Yeah. Yes. And then we played um, uh, uh, the, the Red Bull. No, we played Red Bull in the final. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We yeah. played Red Bull in the yeah. final. Yeah. Um, and that took, but but the season ended earlier. Well, but okay. So this is so two things have happened. One mm-hmm. is expansion. Yeah. The other is there are essentially no longer midweek matches. Yeah. I mean, I think we had a couple towards the end of the season here. Well, we had a good amount this year. Well, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. had a good amount of midweek, and I'm not even talking. Well, about, okay, um, I'm just I, Champions it, League or well, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking yeah. about home matches, actually. Yeah. So, um, so, um, 
I think that so that's the problem is that it's season creep. If you want to put a word or a term yeah. for it, it's season creep. And because of that, they have to compress the playoff season. Yeah. And it's to the detriment of the I'll say the robustness of the legitimacy of there was, there, there was actually and and I will I will I'm going to correct us real quick. The conference final was was single-legged in in 2008. We only played in Columbus. Oh, and Which so we correct. played in Columbus because we had uh, the better. Well, because well, we, we had the Sporting Shield. Shield. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is the thing, and I'll <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this real quick. Um, there were eight teams that made the playoffs in 2008. There eight. were there Which, were, which is a, that's a legit number. Yeah, that's totally that's totally a fine number. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are now seven teams from each conference that make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so we had. Uh, Eastern Conference 1 was Columbus, Eastern Conference 2 was Chicago, Eastern Conference 3 was New England, and Eastern Conference 4 was Kansas City. Yeah. Um, then we had um, Western Conference 1 was Houston, Western Conference 2 was Chivas, Western Conference 3 was Salt Lake. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Oh, I know, right? I know. Western Conference 3 was Salt Lake, and Western Conference 4 was New York because... The last two were wild card spots. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I know it was Kansas it was, City and New York were both wild card teams. Yes, pretty um, much everyone in LA that weekend marveled at the humor. I mean, not that I didn't mind of you know a vacation in late November to, to Southern California, but everyone was just sort of humored. Yeah, New by York and Columbus are playing the final in, in LA. LA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is this is uh, the first two rounds. Yeah. Um, Kansas City and Columbus draw 1-1 at Kansas City. Go to Columbus. Columbus wins 2-0. So the final on that, 3-1. New England-Chicago draw 0-0 at New England, and then Chicago wins 3-0 in Chicago. Houston-New York draw 1-1 in Houston. Or excuse me, in it must have been in New York. Um, yeah, it, it would have yeah, had to have been yeah. in New York. And then New York wins three nothing in Houston. <laughs> which, hey, good on them. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Salt Lake wins one nothing in Chivas, and then uh, Salt Lake wins two two, or sorry, draws two two in Salt Lake to advance. Right. Finals: Columbus. Uh, you know, McBride gets dunked on, and Columbus wins two one in Chicago or uh, in Columbus against Chicago. Shout out to Chad Marshall. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and uh, New York wins one nil in Salt Lake, uh, setting up the final where Columbus beats New York three to one. Yes, but that is a much more compact schedule. Right. That is a much more and. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the game. Here's a, here's a trivia question for all of those out there. Who scored the goal for New York? Well, they're not going to be able to answer, and I can't remember, so I'm going to pull it up. John Wolniak. It was John Wolniak, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I knew it was Moreno, Marshall, and Hadiak for us, but I... Yeah, um, yeah. So every, every person who scored in that game had at one time at least played for the crew. Yeah. Yep. So, but this is this is the thing. So, um, the first games of the MLS playoffs that year were on October thirtieth. Yeah. Uh, October thirtieth was. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Fire and Revs uh, in um, Foxborough. Everything else was after that, uh, November first. So yeah. not that far away. The second round is November eighth. 
Third round, November 13th and November 15th. And then MLS Cup, November 23rd. Yeah. So, I, I guess what I am saying as a Gentile is that I don't want to be watching MLS Cup playoffs when my Christmas tree is up. Okay, so the you won't next year. You won't next year because decision day is uh, beginning of October. Yeah, yeah. Um, because of the World Cup. Right. Um, I would take. Well, it, it, I, I would. T- I would. I, I would honestly um, take an earlier start, which we're already doing next year. We're going to start at the end of February. Yeah, which is just well, yeah. I'm fine with that if if it if we don't have to deal with the World Cup break. Or, sorry, excuse me, the international break uh, in the middle of November, and we can just get this done before Thanksgiving. I guess... I guess I would like either a, a, a more truncated schedule... Yeah. Or I would not object to more midweek games if they were dispersed more... So they're saying they're saying right now that no team will have more than five midweek games next year, and the schedule is going to go November last Saturday in November to the first Saturday in October. Okay. And no team will have more than five. Now, All right. if we do that every year, we can get this season done before the international break in November. Why the hell aren't we doing that? I don't know, and and you know it's, it's well, and and, and and in a year, it's it's we're going to take an entire month off to do this, you know, Mexico U.S. combined tournament. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, that's that's we we got to talk about that in a different. I mean, we but. have and we will, but but it's just you know, it's we are at this point, Major League Soccer is NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, we're NASCAR. It's just sometimes we run during the week as well. So yeah. we're going to take a break. Yeah. Uh, we're going to come back. Uh, I want to talk. I actually want to talk about the the um, uh, conference finals. I want to talk about these teams. I want to talk about a little bit more of that. And then I want to get into some other stuff. I want to get into some cruise stuff. Nordeca Cup is happening in the winter this year. Yes. Um, which I think is super interesting. I want to talk about that. We'll come back in a minute. We're the pros from Dover. We're back in segment number two of the pros from Dover. My name is Matt. That is Jim. Uh, yes, and we're in midst. We're in the middle of an argument about Lucas Zellerion. We are uh, <laughs> in the middle of me being right and you being a dum dum about Lucas Zellerion. But uh, go ahead, Jim. I you, you say you say in front of God and whomever. Yes. What you just said to me. Yes. So okay. The first thing is we re-signed Lucas Zellerion today, so that's which yes, that's big news. I think we're we're both in agreement. That's a good <laughs> I, that's a good thing. I, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. I I think it's a very good thing. Okay, you jackass. <laughs> Go ahead, and I, Jim, you ignorant <laughs> slut. <laughs> You've been waiting all season for that, haven't you? Yes, I have. <laughs> um, the only thing, I, so so I tweeted this out and I said, hopefully at less money than he had been on. Uh huh. Um, I, I like Zellerion. I he's a okay. He's an undoubtedly great player. 
I just I have had all season issues with how he fits into the system, how he fits into the scene, the team. Um, I don't. I mean, okay, you know, I'm we're. Okay. The 17 listeners that we have are probably yeah. going to send me all, like, hate tweets. I love this. Yeah, they should. But my problem with Zella Ryan is he doesn't link up with the rest of the team. It's like, it, I, you know, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, so I didn't really have anything prepared. Well, you didn't, you didn't because, because you brought it up. I know, uh, just, just seconds before right, the segment. Right. But, okay, here's the problem I have with Zell Ryan. He's a great player, but either he scores on a free kick or he scores on some sort of fluke freak goal. Yeah. But he he's not an assist guy. Uh-huh. He doesn't really work well with either of the forwards that we have. Yeah. That's the problem I have. All right, I'm going to do this. This is an old radio trick. Because I want to scream right now, but I can't scream into the microphone because it will it will sound like shit. I could turn. He led the team on fucking goals, Jim. <laughs> twelve goals. Yes, he had tw- twelve goals. Yes. How many goals did Josh Zardes score? Who I also like. Who I also. I, I don't know. Zardes probably had like eight. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Nine. <laughs> you know who scored the most after that? Was probably. Uh, bu- bu- uh, uh, the, the the new guy, I can't remember. Miguel Berry. Yeah, yeah, he had eight. St- oh, okay. Ankles, ankles. Okay. Yeah, yeah, ankles. Yeah, no. You know, you know, you know who after that was probably a defender. <laughs> Pedro Santos. <laughs> oh, Pedro Santos is four. Yeah. Yeah. After that, I, I, I Josh Williams, Darlington Nagby. Yeah. Okay. With- and Jonathan Mensa, both with two. After that, you have Derek Etienne, Luis Diaz. Uh, Kevin Molino and Bradley Wright Phillips all with one. Yeah. So, okay. so, 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 no, 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 Jim. No. <laughs> You're going to listen to me. You're going to listen to me like the dirty little dork you are. The Columbus crew. Oh, you found the headphone splitter. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So the Columbus crew. Uh, I get 29. What 29 goals on the season. I get what you're saying. 29 goals on the season without Zellerand. With Zellerand on the season, 41. 41. Yeah. I No, I get what you're saying. You, okay. you have on this podcast <laughs> said that the only thing you give a shit about is the Columbus crew winning games. How many less games would we, would have, won, would we have won without 12 goals this season? How many fewer games? I don't give a shit about that part. <laughs> Sorry, no. I you're, you're, I didn't come here to play school. You're you, no. You're absolutely right. And and uh, so you can give him as much fucking money as you want to. I don't have to pay it. I know. I know. I know. And and the thing it's is, it's all coming out of my pocket. And they've the already is, got me for twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. And the thing is, my tweet was basically tongue in cheek. Yeah. It, it was just. I, I just wanted to get a reaction from somebody. Apparently, I got a reaction from you. Yeah, well, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, okay. So here's the thing. The, the, problem, the, the problem that I have is not with Lucas Zellerian. The problem I'm, I have is not with him being on the team or us paying him a lot of money or any of that. The problem I have is we did not make the playoffs this year yeah. with a team that has 
Jossie Zardes, Lucas Zellerion, Pedro Santos, Darlington Nagby. You know, you can go on and on. It is not Zellerion's fault that we didn't make the playoffs. Okay, I, 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 in 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 in, I, in what I will say on this is that he is probably the best set piece player in Major League Soccer. Um, I, I'm not going to dispute that. If you can hit goals from set pieces, or if you can make the other team think that you have the opportunity to hit goals from set pieces every single time you're anywhere near the box, yes, you are going to be in that team's head. If we didn't have that stretch after the new stadium opened... Where and we've talked about this before. And, okay. And where we had we had injuries, we had guys out for international duty, and we had players not familiar with players not familiar with their home field. Players not familiar with like all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I just, There's a lot of mitigating circumstances. Okay, with this okay. I, I agree with all this. What I want you to accept is that there is a fundamental problem with the way this team plays. Yeah. In that we have, and we both agree with this, we have very talented players. Yep. Yeah. Zardes is, you know, he's a he's a, a national team player. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Zardes is super talented. Nagby is, I think, one of probably the top ten players who have ever put on a crew jersey ever. Yeah, Zardes Nagby is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, Lucas L. Orion is, as you say, the best dead ball specialist in in the in the league. Yes. Yeah. Um, Pedro Santos is strangely, I mean, after like I don't know, it's it's weird. It's like Pedro Santos from three years ago and Pedro Santos from from a year ago. It's yeah. It's like he's actually a really versatile player in that he can play both left wing and right wing, and he can also play as as a fullback. Yeah, and and do all of this incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Do you, okay, sorry. No, sorry. No. The problem is, and I I, I don't want to say it's the coach's fault. I don't want to say it's 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 the player's fault. There's something in this team that is not meshing. Yeah, and it really bothers me because I see a lot of great individual talent every time I go to the games. Mm-hmm. What I don't see is a lot of really great team play, and that's what I want, and that's what I want to see, and I don't like it. And, you know, I was unfair to target Zellerion, but he is the highest-paid player on the team. He is. But, okay, so so I want to I go, go this uh, – I want to go a bit further in this. All right. Um, you know who the leader on the Columbus crew is for assists? Um, it's either Santos or Mensa. I'm going to guess. Well, one of them you got correct, and one of them uh, had zero assists this year. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Santos is correct. Okay. Uh, Santos had four goals and six assists. Yeah, yeah. For the season. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Mensa uh, had two goals and zero assists. Okay, fair for enough. the entire season. He was tied for number two. Was probably Zellerion. Yes. Uh, Derek Etienne and Lucas Zellerion, both with four assists. So he he contributed to the production of 16 goals this year. Okay. And so I I guess... Okay. 
Yes. He had more assists than every other player on the team, save one. Yes. So basically, this is my argument. My argument is not that the numbers are wrong. My argument is that he contributed more than almost every other person on the team to an offense that is basically on um, like life-saving apparatus. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the problem. It's like, if, 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 he, if, if he is second in the team and assists with four, then there's a fucking problem with the fact that the second leading assist player on the team has four assists. That's the problem. So I want to I want to ask you another question. Here. Okay, oh, I want to ask you what, another, what, what, another fun question here. Oh God! Because I am I am uh, doing live research while we're while we're talking. Apparently, here. Matt really hates me. Two thousand eight MLS Cup winning Columbus Crew. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand eight. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the leading scorer was Alejandro Moreno, and he had like eleven goals or something. Nine like. goals. Nine goals. Yeah. Okay. Nine goals. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. Okay. You're right, and Mourinho was, you know. So, so no, but but this is this is my point on this, and this is where I want to I want to kind of go with this, and uh, the leading assist player on that team was Scotto. Yeah, with like sixteen. Yes, <laughs> sixteen. Yeah, second highest assists on that squad. Both Robbie Rogers and Eddie Gavin with three. Yeah, and, and so it's it's. I, okay, I so what you're, what what you're telling me is that Scalotto is a better player than Zellerian. Probably in his prime, <laughs> yes. Just, no, just, I'm, not, I'm 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 <laughs> not debating that at all. But what I'm saying is is that I think Zellerian is a marquee player, as was Guillermo Barros Scalotto, yeah, as but, but, was. Um, uh, Federico Adrian, yeah, yeah, yeah. as was you know, yada yada yada, as you know, Brian Doctor Doctor Kamala, yes, Doctor Kamala, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, but no, uh, so uh, this goes back to an, uh, a conversation we had on this podcast. I don't know, a couple months ago, yeah. where the we now have this weird thing where we have like this weird history of um Argentinian number tens. Mm-hmm. You know, these 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 trequartistas as the Italians would say. Yeah. Um but the thing is they're all different. And and so the first was the first one was Scolotto. Yeah. And he was like the you know it it if if I as much as I love other players from this team's history. Yeah. If I were to say who is the emblematic team, who is the emblematic player on this team, it's it's Guillermo Barrascoto. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never seen anyone like him, and if I ever see anyone like him again, I'll I'll die a happy. Guillermo man. Guillermo Barrascoto was my favorite player. Uh, Frankie Hayda and Duncan Otten yeah, that's it, were that, my that's favorite. Were my favorite guys. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's a different like, thing. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. totally, totally, yeah, different thing. Um, but, but the the point is that so we had Guillermo, and then we didn't have Guillermo, and so then we got uh, Iguain. Yeah, and and the thing is, people keep wanting to recreate Scalotto 
with these players who are from the same country and play the same position, but don't play in the same way. Yeah. And and the the thing the argument that I made I don't know, a month or two ago when we were talking about um when we were talking about Zell Orion is that I think a lot of us thought that when we got Zell Orion we were getting we were getting Scoloto circa two thousand eight. Yeah. What we were really getting was Scoloto circa two thousand nine. And those were two very different players. Because what happened was we changed coaches and Instead of having Siggy have Scalotto having 16 assists, which is relatively insane, yeah, um, Scalotto became the leading scorer on the team mm-hmm. under Robert Varzia. Yeah, and so Scalotto became less of a passer and more of a scorer, which is what Zeller Ryan is. Yeah, but the thing is. The forwards that we have don't work with that. And so something needs to change. I, I get I get where you're coming from. Lucas Alloran, um, I, I was looking this up while you were talking as well. Um, in 2000... You never listen to me. Yeah, uh, no. I, I... It's like we're married. <laughs> it's all right, Ralph. Um, so, in 2020... Yeah. How many goals he have? I don't know because twenty six. Yeah, twenty twenty was a weird fucked up six, year. He had six and two, six six goals, two assists. Yeah, yeah. But he is, um, and I'm looking this up on, and and then I hit the wrong button, but I'm looking this up on, um, like you know, his player page with um, the the stats pulled up. Yeah. Um, of of players. At you know uh, versus attacking like attacking midfield midfield players and wingers, he is in the eighty fifth percentile for non penalty goals in the world. Okay, he is he is is in the eighty ninth percentile of shots, and he's in the ninety first percentile of shot creating actions. Plus, plus, um, he is uh. He is. He is. I mean, I mean, just okay, okay. scored that many goals. Okay. This is this is the whole thing. Is yes, he should have been offered a better contract. That's all I'm saying. I don't think this is. I don't think this is. This is. The the. I I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm saying, you know, that that the guy that was selling popcorn behind my section should have been offered a designated player contract. And you're looking at me like I'm a dumbass. No, like that's that's what I feel like right now. No, what I am trying to do is instigate a conversation about the fact that we have a lot of talented players. We do, but but an unsuccessful team with them, and that. So my sarcasm. So whose fault is that? I I don't know. I mean, maybe it's Caleb Porter's. Maybe it's it's uh, Bezbachenko's. I don't know. Well, it's it's one of the two. Well, it's or not it the could players. Be. Well, okay. Well, I mean, okay. Here is an example. I don't know where they are in the table right now, um, but Manchester United. Yeah. Have I've heard of them? Yes, you probably would have. Yeah. They have one of the. 
we'll say half dozen best players of the sport of all time yep. playing for them right now. Are they signed Duncan on? I thought he was retired. I thought he was too. But, yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. But 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 according to our host this evening, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo scored his 800th and 801st goals today. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of goals. Yeah, it's, it's a lot a, of goals. It's a lot yeah. of goals. Yeah. Yet, yet Manchester United are something like, I don't know, seventh in the table? Um, and the problem is they brought this guy who is no... Okay, it's 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 at a different scale, but much like Zellerian, no mm-hmm. one is going to deny the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo... Is a talented player. Well, the issue is: is he the right player to get that team into the position where they can win a title? And I am not saying that we should have released Zalarian. I am not saying that we should get rid of him. Mm-hmm. I am not saying, even though I jokingly said. I really don't mean it when I say maybe we should be paying him less money. I just don't... When I see this team play, I see a lot of really good players not playing well together. And it's fucking frustrating. And I don't know what to do about it other than to rant on this podcast. Well, that's your job. Yes. That's, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong there. But um, no, would, no, you just, you spent like the last 20 minutes telling me I'm a fucking moron. Yeah, I did. I didn't say you shouldn't be saying what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think you're dumb, but but, no, but, yeah. but I will never deny you the right to say it. <laughs> I mean, you can you can make a fool out of yourself as much as you want. This is America. I mean, uh, no, but but Manchester United. That's an interesting um, interesting thing because Manchester United is uh, just goals four uh, would be fifth in the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goals against, however, um, they got twenty four goals for and twenty four goals against. Yes, they're at zero. Yeah, because it, it, because they spent something like eighty five million pounds on Harry Maguire. The interesting <laughs> thing, and and this is something that I haven't even really paid attention. I, I don't super pay attention to the Premier League. Um, Arsenal <laughs> is in fifth place. Yes, right now. they are. Yes, seventeen goals for and twenty goals against. They are negative. Three I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goal differential and. Oh my God! That's it's God. It's also Jesus Christ. Like Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool are just eating. Oh yeah, eating this league. So for so, brunch. Yeah. So the thing about Arsenal is, yeah, Arsenal are fifth. They have not won a match against a team in the top half of the table yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, we don't want to turn this into a Premier League podcast because I could just rant on and I mean, on. we could make a lot more money if we did. <laughs> I Probably, but uh, I mean, the, the point is, it's like, so Man United, okay, I'm going to back up for a second. And so I, there's a lot to unpack in what I'm going to just rant about for about Two and a half minutes. Cool. But I'm just gonna sit here and drink my beer. Okay, because I'm almost out of beer. So anyway, so one of the one of the tropes of Columbus Crew fans is they are incredibly put upon because the league hates them, their owners hate them. We don't get any good players. We don't, you know, we. I don't think I don't think the owners hate them. 
trope has really been in uh, play since uh, the hunt. Uh, yeah. The the prior the post the Clark Hunt era. The Clark Hunt the Clark era. Clark Hunt era. In the pre-court era, post the uh, post post the Austin move, but there, because, but there because, was always the, there was always the idea that they liked Dallas and Kansas City better than us. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I it just, there's there's a there's a there's a, like a, a a continual like sort of grievance mm-hmm. um, thread among Columbus Crew fans that anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, so we have some very good, very talented players on this team. Yep. And I feel like we should be we should be a better team because of it. Yeah. And I, I and it frustrates me because I, I, as you know, I don't give a shit about MLS soccer. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the U.S. national team. Yeah. What I do give a shit about every day with every breath and every moment is the Orlando Pirates. Well, yes, but. <laughs> <laughs> also, Columbus Crew. Yeah, yeah. And, I and get s- it. And so I, I, I pay good. I, sorry, I just saw Big Night, so I'm I'm sort of like channeling Ian Holm from Big Night. Okay, I paid good goddamn money to see this team. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> Jesus. And oh, I want fuck. this team to be better, oh, and they are fuck. not better. And I I want, you know what? I want for my money. I want the fucking happy ending. I want to at least be in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, and we're not in the playoffs. Well, here's Why the hell are we not in the playoffs? We have fucking Lucas Zellerian. We have Jossie Zardes. We have Donathan Nagby. We have we have Donovan, uh, we we have we have we have all these great players. Why are we not in the playoffs? And your excuses or your reasons are perfectly valid. We changed stadiums in the middle of the season. I want to I want to I want to figure out. And this is this is I I do not have the research on this. Uh, I will do this before the next uh, the next uh, episode. <laughs> is how many teams that change stadiums in the middle of the season made the playoffs? Well, ever. Yeah, I know. What you're confounding you're confounding um, external variable is going to be how many teams were allowed into the playoffs. Yeah. 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 So. Well, that's the other thing is that, okay, so literally, we, uh, we win at Chicago, we get in the playoffs. We win any of those games on that big losing streak in the yeah, middle of the season. I know. We, we get in the playoffs. We didn't shit the bed this year. We had a we had a not great season, but we didn't shit the bed. We didn't we didn't we weren't Cincinnati. We weren't Austin. We weren't but, Chicago. But, okay, no, no. What we are are the defending MLS Cup champions. Yes, we are. Yes. Yeah. So so here's so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with like you know I, it's we don't get that that often, right? If it's gonna be another twelve years. Like, do, you know, you had you in two thousand nine. We win the supporter shield, hooray! 
And then we fucking shit the bed in the first round of the playoffs to Colorado. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But but my counter-argument would be we won the Supporter Shield, which means that um, I was happy coming home from most games. Yeah, yeah. I was not happy coming home from most games this season. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Uh, it's... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I... The problem is with with this team, and 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 you know, we probably need to end this segment at some point soon. Yeah, it's probably a good idea because I got to pee. Yeah, but <laughs> but the problem is with this team, with me as as rational and analytical as I am normally, all that shit goes out the window, and all I care about is my feelings. Uh huh. And. This team hurt my feelings this year. Fucking snowflake. And that's the end of segment two. Yeah. We'll be back. We're the pros from Dover. I am Jim, and that is Matt. <laughs> and we're back at segment three of the pros from Dover. Uh, Jim has... Uh, uh, taken his medicine, and he is, uh, he is now... Uh, you punch me in the face a lot. So, you know, there's that. Uh, this is a cry for help. Please come help. Um, welcome to segment three. Jim, you want to talk about players leaving, players staying? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so right. so I think, I think the big news that we saw today, I mean, so obviously, so we talked about Zell Ryan a little bit. Yeah, just, pre- a, just a hair. Just a hair just in a the bit. previous yeah. segment. Um, and so we're... we're so the I think the big news is that um, Waylon Francis, mm-hmm. who is a longtime servant of the team, uh, a very versatile defender slash midfielder, um, has said his goodbye to Columbus Crew. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, good for Waylon. Waylon has uh, been a phenomenal player, and uh, you know feels feels need to go other way. Uh, you know, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Or or wasn't offered. Uh, the amount of money that he needed, whatever, whatever's clever, uh, right? Yeah, I and and uh, that's that's one of the things I wanted to talk about in this segment. Um, the other is that we re-signed uh, Josh Williams, which, yeah. <sighs> oh well, actually, no, the Josh Williams thing piggybacks on another thing. We we are we did not re-sign uh, Vito Wormgore. Yeah. So and we also didn't re-sign Bradley Wright Phillips, which I'm a little upset about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, mean, I'm not. I think I think he was fourth for the right amount of money, and I and I don't. Well, uh, yeah, I, and I, we talked about this. Yeah, when we I, were... I think that he, um, you know, for the right amount of money, I think that he he is a playmaker. He is somebody that can come on at the end and do things, and I think that was proven this year. He 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 made an impact. Necessi- not necessarily on the uh, scoreline on a handful of games, but I think he definitely was, um, you know, an active participant on a lot of them. And and um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Big, I'm big, uh, big Bradley Wright Phillips stand. So okay, we'll, we'll that's fair there. enough. Fair you know. enough. Uh, so we do have. We, I mean, obviously, we've got uh, Zardes and Barry coming back. We got mm. Zella Ryan coming back. Um, you know, remind me because I. I I'm forgetting now. Is Santos coming back? Yeah. Yeah, I th- yeah, 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 he is, he is. I just, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, so, I think the big issue that we are going to have 
until we sign other players is we're going to be very light in terms of central defenders. Yeah. Um, because right now we've got um, Keita, we've got Williams, and we've got Mensa, mm-hmm. And that's really it. It is as I understand it. Um, by the way, we did not pick up the option on Harrison Awful. We mm-hmm. may still re-sign him. Yeah. Um, if we can reach an agreement with him. But he is, I think, 35 years old. Um, and if you're a 35-year-old, five foot five wing back, maybe Major League Soccer is not the league for you. Yeah. That's, I mean... I like awful a lot. I do too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did resign and uh, pardon me for forgetting his name. The uh, <clears throat> the fullback who's always injured, uh, 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 Miguel Valenze- yeah, Valenzuela. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we resigned him, which is I don't know. I I mean I, I would be I would be more upset if we didn't resign them than if we did. But I have my doubts that he's ever really going to, you know, so, be the guy we need. So I am, uh, we have not re-signed Eli Room yet. Yeah. Um, we also, um, we, we only have one goalkeeper under contract right now. Oh, it's the, because the, the, we released the third string. Yeah. yeah. Evan Bush. Yeah. Is the only one we have under contract right, <laughs> right. now. Yeah. That is, that is where I am, uh, I am concerned. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's, that's I am a concerned. reasonable thing. It's, it's, it's early. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of, of things that could happen, but at the same time, like, I am, I am genuinely, like, my, my real point of concern is that. Yeah, we have one goalkeeper right now. Right. Who didn't see action last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm. that's where my head's at. But um, I guess the only... I mean, that's a legit concern. I'm not going to argue with you. I guess the only counter that I have to that is that for, for, for whatever reason, um, good goalkeepers don't seem to be at a premium in this country anymore. No, no. Hundred percent not. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we could find somebody, but but why? But who, why do we need to find somebody other than the guy that we've had? Yeah, yeah. And also, we have a little over two months till the season starts. Yeah, that's just weird. But whatever. Well, I know. Yeah, <laughs> MLS Cup hasn't happened yet. Season starts last week of February. We have two and a half months. Yeah, I know. I camp know. Is gonna, camp's going to start in mid January. I know. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be no off season this year. Yeah. Yeah. We picked the perfect time to do a podcast. We did, didn't we? Yeah. 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 All right. Um, that's really all I've got in terms of the team. All right. I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, MLS Cup playoffs just for a second. Yeah, and, and I want to talk about because uh, you know I get bored talking about MLS. I want to talk about the uh, the Ballon d'Or for just a minute. But well, you talk about that first, okay? And, and then we'll talk about MLS, and then we're gonna get done. Yeah. You know? Okay. So um, I'm sure that pretty much everyone listening to this realizes that Lionel Messi won this his seventh Ballon d'Or, mm-hmm. um, which you know. Congrats to him. I'm sure he's probably a dedicated listener to this podcast. Yeah. Yes. Retire, you old. Um, on the other hand, Lionel Messi is 
if if someone were to say to me, Lionel Messi is the greatest soccer player of all time, mm-hmm. I would say, okay, sure. Yeah. But if someone were to say to me, Lionel Messi was the greatest soccer player of 2020, I would say, no. No. No, he wouldn't. No. Um, and so apparently one of the criteria, the third criteria of of winning the Ballon d'Or was some sort of like longevity, like career spanning greatness. Well, were you saying that there's some uh, dumb fuckery in a thing FIFA does? I know, it's shocking. That's fucking weird as shit, Yeah, Jim. so my argument is, then why don't they just give it to fucking Pele every year? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, so here, here's the problem, and this is, I'm just going to go on, you know, a little bit of a rant about this, and I'm sorry to all the listeners who hate listening to me go on rants, um, but at some point okay Levin, okay robert Lewandowski scored like 57 goals last season or some sort of shit like that he yeah. he okay the greatest goal scorer in terms of goals per game ever was gerd mueller who scored something like 70 goals in 60 matches for the West German national team. Yeah. It's he's he still holds the record for the most goals in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Lewandowski last season broke Gerd Müller's season record goal scoring record, what what however you want to put it. Um and Lewandowski is not a he's he's like thirty two or thirty three he's he's he is almost as old as Messi and Ronaldo, he's never gonna get a chance to win the Ballon d'Or again. Messi in his acceptance speech admitted that Lewandowski should have won it. Yeah. I just don't understand this world anymore, dude. I I I mean. Look at look at Mohamed Salah. Yeah, Mo Salah. Yeah, I was I was uh, yeah oh, oh oh just yeah just just the number one scorer in the Premier League. It's fine, you know whatevs. Yeah, I know whatevs. It's, it's like it's nuts. It's like I get it. Messi is possibly the greatest player. Or Karim Benzema. Yeah, Benzema. Yeah, Benzema. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I don't understand. It's like because because okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is this is just me. That's it's fine. just my opinion on the whole thing. Yeah, but but I don't, you are one half of this podcast. <laughs> I don't think that FIFA, the people that vote, that sort of shit, give a fuck about soccer. Okay. Yeah. No. They, well, Messi's going to fucking get him more money, you know? I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, yeah. It's dumb. Mm. It's real dumb, but it's just as dumb as doing a World Cup in Qatar <laughs> or Russia. Yes. Although the Russian World Cup was strangely really, really entertaining. It was. It was. An inter- <laughs> they were entertaining matches, but like I, know, I, I, no, no, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. I think I think half of their DNA was stolen in the middle of the night. Yeah, whatever. 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 I'm okay. Kidding. Okay. I'm. I'm, 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 I'm kidding about that. That's yeah, not. I'm yeah. not. Okay, I'm I'm done ranting about the Ballon d'Or. It's just I I just had to say something to somebody yeah. about it. Okay, so now 
We're going to talk about um, the MLS Cup final. We are. Well, we're going to talk about the MLS Cup uh, semifinal. Okay. Yeah, the conference finals. Yes, which is Real Salt Lake yes. versus Portland. Yes. And NYCFC against Philadelphia. Yes. I was paying attention. You Dude, you know what's weird about <laughs> about the whole everything this year? <laughs> yes. Is that <laughs> I love the fact that no one from Texas or California made the uh, MLS playoffs. Or Florida. And, no, uh, wasn't Orlando there? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nobody, nobody from Texas or Orlando, or Texas or Orlando, okay. Texas or uh, California made the playoffs. And then on the other side, nobody that was like actually a legitimate rival of us also made the playoffs. Yeah, like, like DC or Chicago or something. DC, Chicago, um, Cincinnati. They're not a legitimate rival. Yeah, they're not, but you know it's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati are like. They're like if you're a 14-year-old and then, <laughs> I don't know, you're 40-year-old. Okay, I'm an only child, so this is just completely hypothetical. But it's like if you're a 14-year-old and your 40-year-old parents accidentally have another kid. Mm-hmm. And as a 16-year-old, there's this 2-year-old who's like running around after you. Yeah. That's us in Cincinnati. So there was an Amazon driver today on my way here that was wearing a uh, Cincinnati hoodie. And I, I looked at him and I go, who hurt you? And he just, he chuckled. That was it. He just was like, he was like yeah, yeah, and yeah. he just owned it. Yeah, you know? I know. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway. Um, All right, so, so who's, so, Okay, we have decided that we are rooting for Real Salt Lake. Oh, Real Salt Lake and NYCFC, which is weird. Why are we not rooting for Philly? Because I want Don Garber to have to present a trophy in the outfield of a fucking baseball stadium. Okay, I, I, I... I, I don't think that you have tapped fully into the psyche of Don Garber because I think that that's actually what he wants to do. It's it's he is a he is a shameless dipshit that uh, <laughs> okay yes I don't know if he will understand how bad that looks for the league how what, the the shitty optics yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. the thing is is that everyone else will. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fine. That's, it's, it's you have a team without an owner. Yes. Playing a team that never was going to get a stadium. Right. In their non-stadium. Yeah. Uh, and maybe he'll present it on the fucking pitcher's mound. Maybe he'll trip over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll get mugged on the subway on the way over. I don't know. Yes. Whatever. The Bronx is uh, I mean, burning. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's it's. I don't have any real ill will towards Philadelphia. You know, I I have I've had actually a genuinely great time every time I've gone to Chester for a game. Okay. Um, Salt Lake and Portland, same thing. I I've been to Salt Lake for an away game. I had a great time there. 
Portland. I've never been. Um, when they came here for 2015 MLS Cup, I was they were, pissed off we lost. Yeah, but they were nice pissed, people. They were fucking great. Yeah, they, they were, were they were great. Yeah. NYCFC, um, the people that I know that aren't fucking fascists that are fans of Yeah, I know. It's a weird dichotomy It's weird as shit. And and I like the fact that there are people that are in that fan base that are uh, actively trying to get those people out. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's... But I, I... I get... I just want every moment of... You know, Don Garber did not want to be in Columbus in 2020, and he did not want to be giving Columbus Crew. Oh, it was uh, hysterical, the, wasn't the it? The trophy. In in he, the fact that FC Cincinnati exists is is it right, proves that Don Garber didn't expect there to be a team in Columbus. Yeah, and now he has to deal with that, and. What I just I just want I I believe that Don Garber was an active co-conspirator in the entire let's let's not have Columbus be in the league anymore thing. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. So I don't want him to ever really genuinely be comfortable ever again. When it comes to when it comes to uh, you know when it comes to like sport like I don't I don't. Well, well, how long do you think he's going to be commissioner of this league i mean i don't know i mean jesus he's got a how much agita do you need he has he has <laughs> made this league a shitload of money by lying to cities by um you know look at san antonio yeah yeah look at um there was supposed to be a, a expansion team in sacramento what the fuck happened to that i don't know but yeah yeah, yeah it's i uh, yeah okay so we're we're we we have mission creep now. We yeah. we were talking about MLS Cup playoff finals, and now we're talking about. Well, you can't talk about I, that. I without, know it's it's all one. We're talking about how how much the commissioner fucking sucks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you do a lot of acid back in the hippie days? <laughs> hippie days, like two hours ago. You've you've, 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 you've you've obviously never seen Repo Man. Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh. Um, so so let's, I think let's that's talk probably... about. So I want to. I want to talk about the games. Okay, let's talk, talk about, about the games. games. Um, right. So Portland, Salt Lake. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to be in Portland. I, I, I genuinely don't know. I don't know that I've seen either one of these teams play this entire season. Well, of course. Why would you? But yeah. <laughs> It was a weird segregated schedule this I know, year. I know, I know. You saw Seattle once, and you saw Austin once, and that's the only games that we saw. Yeah, I know, yeah. So, you know, fuck it. Something's going to happen. Philly, uh, NYCFC. Um, I think probably... I think Philly will win. Yeah, I think you're I th- right. I think they will. I, yeah. I think that Philly has... Um... <sighs> Philly, Philly has a great squad. Philly should have yeah. honestly gone farther yet last so, year. So, okay. So, let's talk practically. So, yeah. we know. So, Portland have won MLS Cup before. Yeah. Real Salt Lake won has, before. Yes. Yeah. They won in 09. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was the greatest one two punch to Don Garber ever when Columbus won it and then Salt Lake won it. Oh, yeah. Consecutive seasons. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, 
As far as I know, Philly haven't won it. No, Philly hasn't, and neither has uh, NYCFC. All right. Well, then I'm I'm going to go for the Eastern Conference this this year because I want somebody else to win it. Here's the deal. I want a um, NYCFC Salt Lake final because I think it would be embarrassing for Don Garber. I, I genuinely, as far as winning the MLS Cup, I want I want Philadelphia to win. That'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. I I I, 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 I that is um, especially if Gritty makes an appearance. Oh Jesus! No, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Okay, Philadelphia, you have to listen to me. You have to listen to me real real closely. If um, you get to MLS Cup, you need to have Gritty. Come on the field during the trophy presentation, tackle Don Garber and beat the shit out of him. Yes. By the way, I went into a deep dive on Twitter where because it's Hanukkah. Yeah. Um, people are making um, uh, gritty golems. Oh God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is. The most <sighs> awesome thing you can possibly imagine. Oh, gee, Willikers. <laughs> I know. All right. We're going to cut it off here. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back uh, next week. You want to do it? Yeah, absolutely. Right, cool. yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you guys next week. We are the pros from Dover. Thanks for listening. Big thanks to Schaefer the Dark Lord for allowing us to use his song Banana Cake as our theme song and intro. Check him out at SchaeferTheDarkLord.com. See you next week.